welcome to the podcast Rooted, where we're establishing the truth about all things hair. Connecting synergy between the beauty and mental wellness profession. Your host, Morello Kane. Hi, love. I'm Morello Kane, host of Rooted, board certified cosmetologist, CEO of the Hair Debate, and author of Seven Love Languages of Hair. And I have the pleasure of conversing with me today, Dr. Isfahan Chambers. Dr. Chambers, how are you? I'm great. Thank you so much for inviting me. Oh, absolutely. It is a pleasure to have this discussion with you today of the misconceptions and misinformation of the natural hair industry. I think this is a very much needed conversation. I totally agree. And I'm so excited to be having it with you today. And so, first of all, let's just learn a little bit about you. Where did you grow up? You know, I grew up in Brooklyn, New York, so I'm a I'm a born and bred Brooklynite, okay. <laughs> as we say. <laughs> okay, okay. So now, being in New York, different diversities. When you were coming up, was it you know? Did you see a lot of individuals wearing their natural hair? You know, it was. So I was born in the '80s, and I grew up in the '90s. So this was the time of everyone rocking their relaxers, like everyone wanted to have the Aaliyah style. So um, really didn't see too many people with natural hair. It was more so the chemical relaxers. Okay. Okay. So now did you have one? I sure did. I sure did. <laughs> and I thought I was Aaliyah. <laughs> so I had my little swoop bang and you know, didn't have any water touching it. So, so yep. <laughs> no, I think we all did. I think we all did. And so when did you realize that, okay, you know, the relaxers, the chemical thing is not for me? Yeah, you know, that's a good question. So I started having my chemical relaxers when I was like 13, 14. And it wasn't until I would say my late 20s. So it was what, maybe 10, 15 years down the road that I started experiencing a lot of shedding, breakage, thinning, as well as just an itchy scalp. So it took me a good 15, maybe I would say like 15 years, like my late 20s to really understand like the role of chemical relaxers and what it was doing to my hair and my scalp. Do you think that some of that came from the technician application or the chemical itself? I think it was the chemical itself. So um, just over time, just the years of doing it constantly, every six to eight weeks, having the um, relaxers in. And then now thinking about it, I what really kind of made it get even worse is that I put color in my hair with the relaxer. So it just continued to break and my scalp was just incredibly itchy and just not really knowing what to do. It's only when I dove into the science of like the hair and scalp is when I really started to understand the science behind it and made a change to become natural. Dr. Chambers' story mimics all of our stories. But now, let me just give them some professional history of of who you are. Dr. Chambers, being a woman of color, but she's a mother, medical scientist, and trichology practitioner. She's committed to educating women on holistic health approaches to natural hair care. Sometimes when we give the expertise of the individuals, then they have this persona 
professional persona, but I wanted them to truly understand that you resemble all of us in the community, all of the women of color. Being at that age of being at 13, getting a relaxer, having issues, this is what you actually went through prior to your profession. Absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. And I love the fact that you say I am just like every other Black woman because I've, I see myself reflected in Black women because I am a Black woman. And, you know, what really chose me to even go down this route of learning more about our scalp and our hair and, and eventually creating products is that as a medical scientist, when I started my career uh, working on a clinical study, I was looking at a disease that disproportionately affects Black women, and it's called sarcoidosis. It's much like lupus. And when I was um, looking at the women enrolling in the study, I started seeing myself reflected in them. So it's it's interesting that you bring this up because I saw myself in these women. And the crazy thing about the disease, much like lupus, is that no one knows what causes it. So while I was going through, you know, in my mid to late 20s, having the breakage, having the damage with my scalp, I was it was kind of um, in that space that I was enrolling this, these uh, women in this clinical study. And I started to realize that, you know, the chemicals that we were putting on our scalp and our hair, it was making me feel bad, but it also could be aiding to disease, these types of diseases where we don't know what causes it. So that's what kind of led me down because I said, you know, I'm a Black woman scientist. Let me go down this path of creating products that women can trust for themselves and their families and that are not going to expose them to toxic chemicals that are endocrine disrupting, cancer causing, asthma inducing and these are diseases that we have a higher prevalence of. So that's what kind of led me down this path. I tell you what, we're going to dig a little bit deeper into these different diseases. And let's talk about lupus. But we're going to take a small break just to show our sponsors some love. We'll be right back. Hey, what's up, y'all? It's your girl, Carly Red, and you are watching The Hair Debate. Don't forget to debate about the hair because it's coming soon at to a city near you. Thank you and welcome back. Oh, Dr. Isfahan, when I tell you, when it comes to lupus, as you just stated, um, you know, being a certified cosmetologist, I have service clients that has battled with lupus in the conditions that it takes their hair through. And so were you seeing, were these individuals also having issues with their hair at that time or, or was it just the disease itself. Yeah, you know, the disease sarcoidosis is much like lupus. It's an autoimmune disease. And the characteristics of sarcoidosis is the fact that people get these lesions all over their face. Sometimes they'll get it in their scalp. Mm. So definitely saw women that were experiencing hair loss. Um, I have several friends that have lupus, like really close sister friends that have lupus, and they tend to have problems with their scalp um, and it's caused through inflammation in the, the body, the whole systemic inflammation. So what I always encourage, even though we're a product producer, is that you look at your diet. Diet and like limiting the amount of stress yeah. that we're under is so, so key. You can have the best products in the world, but if you're not eating a healthy diet and limiting the amount of stress, it's not going to help. So it's kind of like this holistic approach that I like to take with regards to like a healthy hair and scalp. 
I absolutely agree with you 110%. And I absolutely, absolutely love the fact of you stating that not only are you dealing with the products that are natural and organic, but then also that's not going to work unless you approach it from internally with your diet. Absolutely. A hundred percent. Have you seen any positive progression when people actually partner the products along with a healthier lifestyle? Yeah, you know, it's it's interesting that you're bringing these up because this is something that I want to get more into as our company evolves, just helping women not only with like the product side, but also just the health diet side. Um, I've seen it with, like I said, with my friends and with customers that when they are limiting their stress, they're eating green leafy vegetables, they're eating half, they're drinking, sorry, half their weight in ounces of water. That's very, very key. Um, and just limiting the fried foods, the sugars, sugar is such an inflammatory um, product, not product, but ingredient. Um, that, that could play a really major role in just helping to alleviate the problems that you have with lupus. In addition to following your doctor's orders and, and taking the ne necessary prescribed medications as well. Um, but yeah, it, it's, it's definitely a holistic approach when it comes to autoimmune diseases. Wow. So now we're now in this natural hair um, care, this movement. And so when it comes to, you know, the movement and these organic products, what type of a misconception would you say that is actually involved when it comes to these products that are created for the natural hair? Yeah, you know, I would say there's so many misconceptions and I feel like we are trying to dispel a lot of them every single day at Elodia, mm -hmm. my company. But I would say one of the biggest ones that comes to mind is the fact that someone can use a product or take a gummy and then their hair is going to grow, you know, six inches yes. or, you know, down to their butt in the matter of like two months. Like that's a huge misconception. Or if someone has like scarring alopecia where it's like really, really um, a serious condition that someone can rub an oil on their scalp and it's going to grow back. Um, and I, I feel like product companies need to take responsibility in, in um, how they're selling their product. We try to be very realistic at Elodia because we are backed by science and I am a scientist. My co-founder is an MD. So we really try to um, be extremely realistic in how we talk about our products. With products, especially I can talk about our products, it's more so meant to help with length retention rather than like growing your hair to like these miraculous lengths in two months. Yes. I don't think any product can do that to tell you the truth. So I think that's a big one. And then um, maybe another one that I hear constantly is if you have more of a coilier, kinkier hair type or what they call like 4C hair, that that hair is so tough and so like strong and I can't get a comb through it. So people tend to think like it's this hard, tough hair when in fact it's the most fragile hair. You know, when you look at the spectrum of hair types, 4C hair is very, very fragile and it shouldn't be treated as like this kind of rough and tough hair. It should actually be treated very delicately um, in the way that you're handling it because it can break easily. So, um, so yeah, those are like the two ones that come to mind. I, I love the fact 
of how you elaborated regarding the four series of hair, the four C, mm-hmm. especially when it comes to curl patterns with the four C. Why would you say that it's not consistent all over the head? Why are there different patterns? Yeah. And you know, it's not just 4C. I would say it's any curly hair texture. So any curly hair texture all over your head, you have different curl patterns. Like even with me, like in back is looser on the top, it's like more coilier. So um, we all do. And it's based off of genetics because particularly in this country and the African diaspora, we're mixed with different races. So that in turn is um, shown through our curl patterns. So, you know, you might have like tighter curl pattern, loose in between. And I think that actually is what makes curly hair beautiful because it's like, you know, it's all these stories and histories within the curl. Oh, I absolutely love that because so many individuals, I think, are doing more damage to their hair, trying to find consistency with their curl patterns. Yeah, you're right. You're absolutely right. And just embracing it. And But it's a journey because I even think about myself. I try to go back and be empathetic with people because I think about myself when I first, the natural, half my head. So my right side of my head is kinkier or coilier than the left side. The left side is looser. The right side is coilier. So when I would try to rock a wash and go or something like that, the right side would be lopsided. It would be, it would be more shrunken. The left side would be more loose. So I would just be so self-conscious of that because it was like this lopsided kind of a hairstyle. I was looking like, uh, I don't know, salt and pepper or something when they had the asymmetrical cut. (laughs) So I was really um, self-conscious about it. So it is kind of like a growing journey. You got to kind of grow with it and then also just learn ways to deal with it um, to make it more presentable in your eyes. So like for me, I would um, maybe like braid that side so that I can lengthen it in a healthier way. Over time, I just started to accept it. So I try to empathize with people because I understand it is something that we were, I, I would say, brainwashed to thinking that curly and coily hair textures is not as beautiful. So it takes a while for us to really be accepting of our hair. And, uh, you are absolutely correct, Dr. Chambers. Community, please understand what Dr. Chambers has just stated. We have been also brainwashed as well to think that if you have different curl patterns, then your hair is damaged. And there are individuals cutting their hair off, thinking that their hair is damaged, when in fact, you know, every almost every individual has different curl patterns on their head and it's not all consistent. So, so true. That is true. And, but the thing is, I think that's where a cosmetologist like you comes into play because it's these little nuances, like it could be damaged. We don't really know. So it's just, it's a lot of education that's needed. So like cosmetologists like yourself, having this platform founder, like myself, educating people, there needs to be more education because there, it could be that there was heat damage and that is not going to revert. It could be that you have genetically different hair textures in your head. And I think it's up to us professionals to help and guide the, the customer or the person along to let them know. 
Absolutely, absolutely. And so we're going to take a small break and come back to learn more information regarding Dr. Chambers' product line. Thank you. We'll be right back. Hey, what's up, y'all? It's your girl, Carly Red, and you are watching the hair debate. Don't forget to debate about the hair because it's coming soon at to a city near you. Hello, and thank you for showing our sponsors some love. Okay, so now, Dr. Chambers, you have your own hair story, and so you have created this product line. And so at what point did you um, create the, this line? Yeah. So going back to the um, story of me being a scientist, working on a clinical study, looking at an autoimmune disease that disproportionately affect Black women. And that's when I started. So just seeing these women that they could potentially be exposed to these toxic ingredients that were causing their disease. And then also the fact that I was experiencing my own damage with my hair and scalp. So I just started to create in the kitchen. And this was about 10 years ago. It was around 2012, 2010. Um, and I created one product. It really started working for me. It was the Nourish and Grow Healthy Hair and Scalp Oil. And I wanted to come out with a product line back then in 2010, 2012. But I quickly realized you need a lot of money, like you need a lot of resources. And at the time, I didn't have it. So I decided to start a YouTube channel. Some of you guys might have saw it. I shared my tips and tricks with women like myself that were struggling to grow their natural hair. And then in 2014, when I was in my career as an NIH scientist, is when I decided to create the line. And it took me about three years to create the line. So in 2017 is when we officially launched. Wow, that's amazing. What's the name of that product line? Our product line is Alodia, A-L-O-D-I-A. And we're sold in select Target stores. We're sold on Amazon as well as our website. We are going to get more information in our part two about the product line is... Alodia. Alodia. Yes. This product line, Alodia, we're going to come back in part two, get more information. Now, where can our community locate you on social media? Oh, I would love to connect with them. Uh, you can find us at Alodia Hair Care, and it's on Instagram, TikTok, Facebook, YouTube. And once again, Alodia is spelled A-L-O-D as in dog, I-A, hair care. Thank you so much, Dr. Chambers. I greatly enjoyed you, and I'm excited to come back next week to check out Dr. Chambers Part 2 on Alodia and get all the information about the ingredients, the difference that she saw in her hair after using the product. This has been sponsored by The Hair Debate, the platform where we debunk, debate, and discover all things hair. Thank you for joining today's episode of Rooted. Visit MoraloCane.com. Follow us on all social media at The Hair Debate and at Morello Kane. Don't forget to like and share.